Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Living Electric. Uh, Alex and I want to apologize just because we've been a little MIA uh, the past few weeks. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of personal things happening, uh, jumping into the summer season, and on top of it, working full-time. It uh, kind of prevents us, well, I don't want to say prevents us, because we definitely do our best <laughs> to do weekly episodes, but we've been extremely busy recently, yeah. so we appreciate you bearing with us. Right, yeah. It's hard to keep our sanity and do eight things at once, so <laughs> sometimes <laughs> things drop off, and unfortunately, this is this is one of the first things to go sometimes, so... We really yeah. enjoy doing it and want to like keep continuing these chats and these podcasts, but just kind of keep that in mind, I think, over the, the next few months. But yeah. yeah. And uh, I do want to preface too, before we dive into this episode, my dog is sleeping in the room with, <laughs> with me right now. And the, the last time we did an episode with him, uh, I didn't realize he was heavy breathing the entire time until Alex pointed <laughs> it out. So if you hear any snoring or any breathing sounds, it's just my dog. I, uh, it's not any weird nobody's audio to, clips or anything. Yeah, nobody's coming to get you or anything or creepily no, breathing a, over your shoulder. No <laughs> ASMR or anything like that. This is <laughs> right, right. So just just wanted to give you guys a heads up. But um, we have some exciting news uh, that kind of blew my mind yesterday with the EV right. industry. I don't know. Did you feel the same way when they announced that? 100%. I, I saw this kind of last minute Twitter space pop up. I got like an alert about it saying like Jim Farley and Elon Musk are having a Twitter space to Mike and it the topic was just accelerating EV adoption. So I'm assuming like this is just going to be some generic like, oh, yeah, what is Ford doing? What is Tesla doing? Like just kind of that's that what I thought too. corporate yeah. BS stuff that a lot of people put out. <laughs> um, but we got some very like the like you said, the opposite of what I was expecting. So, yeah, that, uh, yeah, well, let, let's just, we'll, we'll just rip the bandaid off because I'm essentially, <laughs> by the time this episode goes, people are going to know. So Ford announced that starting early next year, they will be allowing, well, they're partnering with Tesla essentially to allow access to existing Ford electric vehicles, access to the Tesla supercharger network, uh, utilizing an adapter. Um, you know, obviously a few months ago when the Magic Dock launched the pilot program in New York and California, you know, it's exciting, but it kind of, it was stale for a little bit. Like there was yeah. just no, no news, there was no expansion, anything like that. But the biggest news is the fact that starting in 2025, second generation Ford electric vehicles are going to have the NACS or it's North America charging standard. Yeah. If I remember, I kind of <laughs> forgot. Okay. <Yep. laughs> uh, which is essentially the Tesla connector or you know the tesla standard right which is huge i mean besides um besides uh why am i drawing a blank what's that solar paneled to uh, the solar panel yes thank you yeah aptera you know besides that this is the first company that has made an announcement like that yeah um and a company like ford this is massive i was gonna say it's a major oem it's not a yes it's not a small startup that is agile and can just quickly oh yeah we're using this port now and it's not a huge deal like this is a massive deal so if that wasn't is it coming across like i think the context here like Ford is a hundred plus year old car company. Them switching and adopting something that a competitor is using is just insane. I think that's why why it come, came as such as a such a shock to ourselves and a lot of the industry. <laughs> it's like yes, <laughs> like I'm 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 not super surprised because then we we start peeling back the layers and kind of understand why Ford is doing this, and we'll get into some of the discussions here. But the the main thing, and I've seen a lot of discussion on, is like. I don't think 
Ford wants their customers to come first. And if that means that they need to switch to a different standard and give their their vehicles and their, their drivers access to a more reliable, more robust mm-hmm. charging network, it's clear that they're going to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think that was definitely one of the driving factors behind this is more accessible charging, easier to use charging. Like we've said repeatedly, the Tesla experience is very hard to beat. And if, if all Ford has to do is add this port on their cars, then I think that's that's really the driving factor behind that decision. Oh yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I was I was thinking about it a lot last night with after the news broke, and I'm like, I bet all these like um, you know fast charging networks that don't have the NACS connector, and and I'm just gonna say now that you know when Tesla first announced the NACS like back in November, I was like, I'm like I'm still gonna call it the Tesla connector, but after this news, I'm now calling it the, the <laughs> NACS. Like that yeah. that proved to me that this is something, and and you know I just have to apologize that like I even like doubted it back in November. But this really proved to me that this is something that's going to change the entire industry. Right. Um, and and, and I we didn't really... know what was going on in the background, too, because they could no. have had discussions with Ford ahead of time before they announced mm-hmm. that NACS connector thing. Like that could have almost yeah. been a teaser to be like, hey, this is out there. Like yeah. we're, that's kind of their, almost their pitch to OEMs to be like, hey, we're building this. We, you have access to this now. You can build it. Like reach out to us if you want to work with us. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that that's it it has me excited. Like I was so giddy about this last night. I like I, I was joking with Tyler that I'm such a nerd because I'm like, oh my god, this is such <laughs> the most exciting EV news I've heard in so long right. is that the, we're I just see standardization in the near future. Like right. that's that's what excites me about this. You know, we're right. gonna get away from the multiple connector types, the better user experience, hopefully more reliable charging stations. Yep. Um and, and I am generally curious to see if we're going to start seeing charging networks start implementing the NACS standard at yeah. their chargers. And not just like what EVgo did with the adapter, you know, for the, the blue Chatamo right. connector <laughs> to the, the, you know, the red NACS yeah. connector. Just like a weird, yeah, yeah jerry-rig yeah. type thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the biggest questions I think I have on the Ford end are what vehicles are going to get this first? Like, is this going to be, because they mentioned next generation vehicles. So what does that mean exactly? Does that mean just the new model year of the Ford Lightning? Does that mean mm. new Ford vehicles altogether? And the other question I have is, and I people made some comments on my LinkedIn post about it. Are they going to have both CCS and Tesla ports on it? Or is it, are oh, they going to do yeah. a complete switch to Tesla ports? So and I could see it. I could see it going both ways. I, I definitely see the advantage to keeping both because they're like, "Hey, if you are familiar with CCS or want to keep using CCS, like you can keep doing that." But it also sounds like they'll have this adapter, and there'll be a lot of different adapter options. Where if your car does have a Tesla port and you still want to use CCS for whatever reason, there's going to be options for that. But yeah, I'm curious which route they go. If you have any thoughts on that, <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel the same way because I saw some things like in the Maki owners forum on on uh, Facebook. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of concern that now Ford is kind of like. Um, not like being held back, but they're kind of at the hands of like Tesla supply chain, you know. So like they're now kind of like, you know, being he- not held back. I'm trying to. Th- it's it's early in the morning. I think you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, um, you know, there's almost a lot of pigeonholed concern. by Tesla because like they yes. Yeah, if if Tesla changes something or updates something, it's on, like, Tesla could do that at a whim, kind of, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're kind of at their their hands there. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of concern, you know, from like software or like, you know, where the next charge port's going to be located. Like, is it, um, yeah. you know, because like supercharger cables are, they're short compared yep. to, you know, like some things that like EVgo or Electrify America. So, right. um, I, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, we're starting to see more and more cars with dual charge ports. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of like the Taycan, the new Audi Q8 e-tron, it has an optional dual port, uh, yep. you know, where you can get like two charging ports and so forth. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I don't see, you know, green CCS connectors going away anytime soon. You know, like I feel like a lot of the networks have invested so much money that I don't think they're going to get rid of those connectors. Um, and obviously you still have to support the cars that are still on the road. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, maybe they'll utilize... Well, then again, if it, if it's like green CCS, you still have the, you know, green level 2 J1772 port. So, right. I, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. But I, I don't necessarily know if they're going to do it until the Mach-E gets a redesign, which will be due by then because it was unveiled in 2019. Deliveries were starting in 2021. It should be due for a refresh yeah. um, soon. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've, just I've got so many thoughts. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of it in real time like you are. I think I think with the charge port location, I can almost guarantee they're going to move it to the back left corner so that it matches yeah. Tesla vehicles. I can't, I imagine that was part of Ford and Tesla's agreement where it's like, hey, you can adopt our standard. This is what we recommend for the best user experience um, is putting it on the back left so that you can use existing superchargers, not just pull through yeah. stalls, not just new stations or new designs that we're putting out. So I can almost guarantee that that's going to be the case. Um, the other piece, and I, and I feel like this is almost just flipping the whole charging industry on its head too, because oh, yeah. so much to your point, a lot of the supply chain, a lot of the charging networks, everything has been built up non Tesla, obviously around CCS. So now that Ford is saying, we're not going to use CCS anymore. What are these charging networks going to do? Um, yeah. And Tesla's been clear, hey, you can take the you can take the Nax connector and start designing it and putting it on your charger and it'll be fine. But we haven't seen any charger manufacturers really announce that or lean into that. So yeah. I think yeah. that is gonna be the next step is what charging uh oh like hardware OEMs are gonna start providing this Nax connector. And Again, to your point, where is the industry going to go with CCS? Like Ford just announced they're going to switch to this. All I think all it takes is maybe one or two more OEMs to be like, hey, we're also doing this. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then everybody's going to be like, oh, crap. Like we're going to have to switch as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's exactly how I feel. Like I, I don't – I see Rivian – potentially being the next one announcing that they're going to go with this new standard yeah or you know that the NAC standard which would be great i really think that they're early on in production where they could make that switch right um but i don't necessarily see like general motors making an announcement soon but who knows i mean i i didn't expect ford to make this announcement so, right yeah yeah it, it's kind of a wild world at the moment so we'll have to get like a bingo sheet together and, and see what we get. <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes because if at least just tracking into my head, like if if one or two more OEMs announce that hey, we are also using the Nax connector, um, we've got all this federal funding coming out for mm -hmm. Nevi that requires CCS plugs on chargers. 
is that requirement going to change? Are they now going to add, like some states haven't even released their RFPs yet, and they could easily add that in as a light item to say you also have to offer a Tesla connector. And then people are going to be scrambling because federal money and policy drives a lot of change in a lot of places, whether you like it or not. Like that is what <laughs> what drives a lot of decision making. Um, that could definitely influence things. So it's yeah. This like to your point, this industry continues to change, and it gets like every time I'm getting bored with it, there's some new announcement or an exciting thing that happens <laughs> that know. reels me right back in. So <laughs> I know. It's like it's like the world's biggest soap opera. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's like, am I the drama? No, but yeah, no. That I I agree with you. Like after yesterday's announcement, it, it kind of like well after last week's you know like conference that I went to, it, it was like re- rejuvenating because it was kind of like a little stagnant for a little bit. I mean, like yeah. there was still a lot of growth, a lot of you know things, but there wasn't any like massive change that like. Yeah, was getting me. Oh yeah, like a lot of companies and just the industry in general. I feel like it's been to your point. There's been a lot of growth, but it's been growth just kind of doing the same thing we did six months ago or a year ago. Yeah. Like nothing's been crazy impressive. Where it's like this is a brand new thing now, or this is a new announcement. It's been kind of stagnant. To your point. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, besides like some of the news that we were getting out of like China with like their EV industry, yeah, and you know like some of their charging standards, and I think, um, and someone's probably going to correct me. I think it was a BYD vehicle that could like charge. I, I think it was like something in like ten minutes. Like there was like some breakthrough with like charging speeds. Yeah. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but like this was like the first big news here in North America, and I think in a long time. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, we're still getting chargers in the ground, which is always exciting. But yeah, this was like, holy crap, like we're actually starting to see direction and standardization where it's not just like multiple (laughs) cables, connectors and blah, blah, blah. Like, (laughs) right, right. Yeah, yeah. There's there's light at the end of this tunnel. (laughs) Right. So one other comment I'll make before we switch to your conference uh, is just the software side of this. So, again, Ford may be kind of pigeonholed into the Tesla network where you have to use the Tesla protocols for communicating between cars and vehicles. Mm. So yeah. what is that going to look like? Are they going to have, are they going to be able to build that into Ford Pass somehow where it's like, hey, your Ford Pass payment works on Tesla superchargers now? I'd imagine, especially with this announcement, they're trying to keep that user experience very much like front and center. So I'd imagine yeah. that's how they'll do it. But another thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're adding tesla to the blue oval network um so i and i'm assuming that probably works with the ford pass like i'm not exactly sure how that ties in just because i don't own a ford i'm right right. i'm trying to think of it from like the perspective of our friends that do own machis and lightnings with how that works so if i yeah i'm not i'm not sure how that how that's gonna work um and tesla uses like an interesting yeah, Tesla just uses a different communication and protocol than most people too. Like it's somewhat proprietary. I don't think it's fully like proprietary. I'm not sure what kind of I don't know if they use like Canvas or Modbus or something like that. It's some kind of like industry standard communication thing, but it's not like it's not what other networks are using <laughs> all the time. So that's just something yeah. to, to keep an eye on, I think. Yeah, well, I'm I'm excited. I yeah. I can't wait to see where this goes. I mean, right. like we've talked about in the past. I love the Maki. You know, really, really enjoy the Lightning. Ford is making really great EV products. Right. So this just 
it makes it better. It like right. sweetens the deal having access to the supercharger network. So, yeah. One yeah. other thing I just remember too. Sorry to keep delaying. Um, oh. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> that's right. Is the Maki wasn't it like the third best selling EV in the U.S. like the past like I, year or something? I think so. Um, okay. I know. General Motors swooped in recently and had, like, some Facebook posts saying that they were, like, the number two, like, EV, like, company or something like that recently. But I'm talking models, uh, like, EV yeah. models. Like, See, is that... Because I thought the Model Y was number one, three, Model 3 was number two. I thought the Mach-E was in that three slot, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Okay. I would have to look that up. Yeah. But to to that end, I think if the majority of new vehicles are also being sold with the NAX connector, that's again, another thing that may sway <laughs> the industry yeah. in general to start adopting that. So yeah, we'll see. It's yeah. It's yeah. Exciting. We'll see where it all goes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm think I have a good feeling that we're going to have another announcement from another OEM soon. I just, I'm curious. I would not be is. surprised. Yeah. So, We'll, uh, we'll post a living electric bingo card uh, somewhere, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> whoever gets bingo first will send out a t-shirt or something. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could actually be a fun giveaway. <laughs> I would. I'll let you make the bingo card since you thought of the idea. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll pay for the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Well, I, I want to talk about really fast the, the conference that I got a chance to attend to uh, attend last week in Houston, Texas. Um, it uh, felt nice to travel for the first time in like six months. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, it's been that long? Lot. Yeah. The yeah, last time I traveled was uh, to the Seattle Auto Show in November. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been, been a while. It's been qu- quite some time. Um, so I know you're always traveling, so... But uh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a really nice chance to to get away. But the conference I went to was um, something that really didn't deal with vehicles. Um, it, it did and it didn't. Um, so it was really interesting to see it from the perspective of the energy sector mm. side of things. So the conference I went to is called Charge Energy Branding Conference, um, and it was all about branding energy, you know, from natural oil or, you know, like natural gas, oil, you know, solar, wind, nuclear, you, you name it. It's essentially any type of marketing and branding for energy. Gotcha. And um, it was originated in Iceland and they are expanding it here to the U.S. Um, this was the second year that it was here in North America. And uh, the next one is going to be in Berlin, Germany. Um, wow. So. Okay. I was I was joking with the team because most of them are from Iceland and like the UK, and I kept saying I'm like I don't have my passport, and they kept saying you got to because you got to come to Berlin. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was cool. Chargeway is a sponsor of the conference, um, gotcha. so we had a booth with one of our Chargeway beacons, and um, it really just got a chance to talk with people who are doing incredible things in the energy sector and get a chance to tie in how Chargeway is rebranding electric fuel so it's easier for drivers to understand and how we partner with utilities to help dealerships sell more electric vehicles and kind of tie the auto sector to the energy sector. Right, um, right. So it was it was just incredible. Um, I, got, I got to meet the ambassador uh, to the U.S. or the ambassador of Iceland to the United States, um, which is really cool. <laughs> wow, that's really yeah. cool. 
Yeah, got a chance to joke with her that we were going to share notes at the end of the conference just because there was so much stuff going on. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was really exciting. And then um, one of the most touching moments is that um, I got to meet the head of communications for Ukraine's main utility company. Um, oh, wow. Uh, her, name, her name is Diana. I can't remember her last name off the top of my head. Um, but essentially her job was to work with her team, you know, during this war to help people within their service territory understand what's happening and essentially keeping the lights on wow. uh, for Ukraine citizens. And that, yeah, I, it just, this, this was a conference that like, just like one rejuvenated me for like right. everything that's like happening in our industry. Yeah. But it also touched me deeply that like I was a part of this. Um, so yeah. just incredible people were at this conference. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. that's, yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes you think you have like you have problems or like you have like major stuff going on in your life and you're like it could be much worse and i could be way more stressed out or have a lot bigger problems to deal with yes. so i i do not envy people working on <laughs> on stuff like that i mean but yeah shouts out to them honestly i mean that's that's not an easy job so no no it was it was just incredibly humbling to, right. to be able to right. listen to her speak and and you know experience everything that she's doing to you know help her country and right yeah, it, it was amazing and wow. um yeah and then and then so i got to meet some of the other vendors uh there's a company called escalant um they're i i can't remember where their headquarters is um i think it's based out of detroit but they have employees all around the world and um they do ev surveys um mm. for um you know for like uh manufacturers companies and and so forth but um Casey, one of the head data scientists for, for Escalant, um, and I might have gotten his title incorrect, but I've heard him speak a few times before, and he actually did a, a, a campside uh, discussion with Matt Teske, you know, oh, my nice. boss and CEO from Chargeway. Yeah. And um, they were talking about um, rebranding you know, electric fuel and help making it easier for drivers to understand. And um, Escalant is fascinating. I actually think we should try to get somebody from their team on our podcast. Because the amount of surveys they do goes way deeper than some of the other surveys that we've mm. talked about, you know, um, and really gets a good understanding of how people would actually utilize electric, you know, vehicles, charging, and and so forth. Gotcha. Um, but what was really interesting is that part of that slide that Matt and Casey did, they... Um, have you seen that visual, the chargeway visual, where it's like it shows like the connectors and it explains like what our colors are? It's like yeah. one through seven. Mm -hmm. um, so they actually did a version of that, but for all the terminology that the EV industry is using and what that falls into with like a spectrum of, of kilowatts. And Interesting. It, it, you know, it's just nuts because you uh, they only showed like four examples, you know, like Electrify America with their rapid, ultra, hyper, and like where that fell, you know. And then there was like another company that was using like hyper and extreme and like, you know, like another terminology. And then Jeez. you have Tesla that uses urban supercharging, V2 supercharging, V3 supercharging. And it's just like all these terminology and like what that means for, for drivers. And um, Escalant actually did a survey based on hyper ultra, you know, the chargeway number six and seven and, you know, three, 350 kilowatt and 150 kilowatt. And essentially the survey was basically, you know, stating like, well, how do you know that this is like a faster charge? Like, what does this number mean for you? And it was really funny because obviously ultra and hyper had like the lowest amount of scores. Like it was like 15% of people understood that that was like a faster charge for either one of those. Wow. And then 
Chargeway, uh, the six and the seven, people understood that the seven was a higher number. It was like 84% of people understood that that means it would be a faster charge versus the six. And then the 350 kilowatt had like a 92% uh, understanding. And then the 150 had a drastically smaller difference for like what that means for people. And um, what really impressed me about that survey is that it really showed how Chargeways, colors, and numbers fit into the better understanding of how people understand, you know, faster charging. Right. Um, but it really just proved that there's still a lot that needs to be done in terms of marketing for, for yeah. EV charging. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. 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 It's funny. Yeah. The uh, I've even found recently talking with customers and stuff, people just will refer to fast chargers as superchargers just colloquially. Oh, like, yeah. they're like, yeah, this is a supercharger. And it's like, no, that's a Tesla branded, or not Tesla branded, but like, that's Tesla's term for a fast charger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most other things are just fast chargers or whatever, to your point. Some are called ultra, hyper, or whatever, super fast. Extreme. Like, <laughs> extreme. Just all these kind of random terms that are thrown around. There's not a great again standardization of what these yes. things are <laughs> so yes yeah yeah and, and that was um that that was really interesting talking to um you know professionals in the energy sector because a lot of them drive evs the majority of people i talked with drove teslas mm-hmm. um so they um either weren't like fully aware that there was like as many networks out there or like the different connector types and it was it was really interesting hearing their perspective yeah. of how you know energy works for them versus just simply being part of like well i don't want to say simply because it's not um but being part of like the ev industry and just like understanding how vehicles work versus from a utility side or like an energy producer um right. yeah it was uh it was many fascinating conversations were had yeah so, yeah 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 but That's um cool. yeah it was it was pretty cool and then um the, the kind of get away from the conference for a second uh matt and i matt rented a model three from hertz okay. uh when we were down there and um we ended up going to the uh houston space museum uh it's called like the johnson space center um nice. and people are going to be like oh it's not just called the johnson space center it's like a famous like nasa facility yeah and um it was incredible seeing the uh falcon 9 rocket in person right. and getting a chance to stand <laughs> by it and actually like touch it like yeah it just blew my mind. Um, but yeah, it was it was really, really cool to get a chance to see all that innovation down in Texas. Right. Um, I think a lot of people forget that Texas has a lot of cool things. <laughs> but it's... Yeah, it's like, a, I mean, it's a hub for a lot of that, the space stuff specifically, huge. right? They do a ton of yeah. launches from there and all kinds of stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was joking with Matt that we should have just taken the whole day and drove down to Starbase, you know, in Boca Chica, yeah. and just like <laughs> yeah, get a photo with the sign and drive back. Like exactly. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, it was. Uh, sorry, that was a lot of rambling, but yeah. Um, no, it's good hearing about it. Sounds like yeah. a fun fun trip. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll say, you know, I, I I'm not sure, you know, if a lot of our listeners are mainly just in the EV industry or if there's some people who work in the energy sector. If you get a chance to check out the Charge Energy branding conference. Um, I, I believe their website is just chargeenergy.com, but you can search Charge Energy branding and that should pull up the, the conference information. Right. Um, but just an incredible amount of talented and intelligent people who are doing incredible things. So yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, just... I don't know. Most conferences don't like really touch me like this one did, but yeah, I walked away feeling like, yeah, I was involved with that. So that's awesome. It was cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but uh, yeah, that's my Houston, Texas story. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic was nuts. I'll just say that. <laughs> that's funny. All right. So. Anything else you want to cover? I think we're good. Uh, no. Yeah, I think I think we're good. And um, awesome. yeah, just want to circle back from beginning of the episode. We'll definitely do our best to continue doing weekly new episodes. Um, we are moving in a few weeks, so the next few weeks are going to be nuts for me. So we'll yes. we'll definitely do our best. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Good seeing uh, or talking at everybody yeah. <laughs> again. <laughs> um, and we'll catch you in the next episode.